In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Betches Media presents... The Betches Brides Podcast, a show for the wedding obsessed and the brides who are stressed, because after all, it's only one day of your life. What's up, brides? Welcome back to another episode of Betches Brides. I am your host, Samantha Bush. And today, guys, I'm joined by comedian, actress, writer, host of the hilarious The Absolutely Not Podcast, and a 2022 bride, Heather McMahon. Her and her now husband, Jeff, met in a gay bar in New York City about 10 years ago. She got engaged in 2019, had a 2020 wedding planned, and then kind of, I mean, you were, she was kind of in the trenches a little bit during during the time, um, but ultimately had her dream wedding this summer. So hi, Heather. How are you? Hi, honey. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And I feel like I'm fresh off the wedding. You know what I mean? Like, it feels like it was five years ago and also last week. So I feel like I've got just a well of information and knowledge to share with those fellow brides out there, those fellow betches. The fellow betches. I mean, where to even begin? I've been, I told you this right when you hopped on, I was like, I've been following your journey since you literally, yeah, the the saga, (laughs) since you got engaged in 2019. I know it was crazy. Like, I thought I was such a proactive bride. I knew I wanted to get married in Italy. So mm-hmm. as soon as we got engaged, I mean, Jeff and I have been together a really long time. So we kind of had it planned out. I went to Italy. I picked the venue. And then since then, the venues changed three times. Yeah. We, you know, we're in a global pandemic. And it was, it's been a shit show. But hey, we ended up having a beautiful wedding. So I don't know how we pulled it off, honestly. Yeah. So when you got engaged, like, did how did, did you like automatically know like Italy is it? Like that is the place for me. Well, you know, I thought, I always wanted to get married in Italy. My husband's mm-hmm. Italian, I'm Italian. I was like, it's just, it's like our favorite place. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really, for a split second, I'm from Atlanta. That's where we live now. I could have had this big wedding in Atlanta, but then I knew like all my sorority sisters that I didn't want to be there would be there. And like, no hate, no shade. But when you're in a sorority in Mississippi, there's like 600 women in your pledge class and I'm tight with like 20 of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you had to like flush out the guest list a little bit. Yeah. I thought I was going to trim the fat and I thought I was just going to be like, all right, just my closest are going to come to Italy. And then we still ended up having like 220 people come. So it ended up being a blast. But my, this whole idea that I was going to do something like small and intimate, Completely went out the window. (laughs) Post-pandemic, people were like, we need a vacation and to get away from our fucking kids. So they were ready to go. That is what I've been finding since starting, like when I started to take over this account was like, destination weddings are it right now. Like people, they want to get away. They want an excuse to have a vacation. And someone's wedding is literally that perfect excuse. So I'm sure that's why so many people went to your wedding. Like we're going to Italy, bitch. Yeah, and it was funny because I, when I was talking to my wedding planner, I was like, what should I expect? She's like, honestly, for destination weddings, it's usually about 80% like return, um, which is huge. Mm-hmm. And then right, you know, post-pandemic, if you will, and it 
being like really the first time that Europe was totally open, people mm-hmm. were like, I mean, we had like 99.9% of people show up to this wedding. People That's that nice. we like invited that we didn't think were going to come still mm-hmm. came. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. You were like, oh, shit, Uncle Terry yeah. is here. Like, I didn't think he was going to make it. Uncle Terry, I told Jeff not to invite you, but you're here. And that's fine. Thank you for coming. (laughs) So I've been, like I said, you know, know a little bit about what you've been dealing, what you went through to get this wedding. My trauma, my bride trauma. Your trauma, your trauma. I am obsessed with the story. I believe it was in California when you got got married, trying trying to get legally married. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So I've been with my husband a long time and literally right before the pandemic. So I had done this trip to Asia. I was in Asia for like uh, a month, basically on just like a friend trip. I land, it was the end of February. So this is like two weeks before the pandemic. Jeff shows up, he meets me in LA and we thought we'd have this like romantic moment. We already knew we were going to get married in Italy, Mm -hmm. but we thought let's have, we have to get legally married stateside. Mm -hmm. So we went to the Beverly Hills courthouse. We thought we were going to have this like cute little moment, get married to the Beverly Hills courthouse, be legally married. And then that, that September was supposed to be our Italian wedding. Well, the Beverly Hills courthouse was like, we can't do it same day. Of course we went on a Friday to no no research, like just showed up. Yeah. Jeff even showed up. And I only had like things that I, I had worn on my Asia trip. So mm-hmm. I had like dirty clothes. Jeff wore a shirt that he had golfed in the day before. Like we just oh. didn't show up our best. <laughs> and the clerk at the at the courthouse was like, listen, we can't marry you today, but we have people outside the court that can do it. So there's this woman named Marilyn. She lives in Westwood, which is by UCLA. Go to her house. She can marry you this afternoon. So it was... My husband, myself, our witness, my man of honor, my buddy Raymond Padilla, and we show up to this woman's house, and I just had a full blown like panic attack. I was like, I this is not what I expected. Like, I, at least if I'm going to say I do in like a legal setting, it needs to be at the courthouse, yeah, where there's like a vibe and a palm tree. This woman Marilyn had on like a sock and a sensible sandal, and I just said it's not going to happen. It's not like that the house was a little stinky. It was a little musty. Yeah. You know what I mean? She- and I, from what you've described, I don't know why I have this vision. Like, I feel like she's one that collects precious moments figurines. Absolutely. You know what I she mean? Like baby dolls in a room <laughs> yes. that's got like a padlock on it. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Something's uh-huh. up. Something's yeah. up with her. So I, in order to not be so rude, and I'm such a people pleaser, especially as a Southern woman, I was like, hey, I'm just going to step outside and call my mom because I just want her to know what's going on. And then I was just hiding in the bushes. And Jeff was like, where did you go? So he comes out looking for me and I'm crying in the bushes like, I love you, but I can't get married with Marilyn. I just, this house is bad vibes. And he's dying laughing. And Raymond's like, well, then let's get out of here and go to the bar. So we didn't end up getting married at that courthouse, but ended up getting married legally before the Italian wedding at a courthouse in Atlanta. And you were wearing the most iconic cheetah sequin number. Yeah. And it was custom by show me your mumu and but i took it to the tailor to get it shortened and they they literally left just like a quarter of an inch so that my labia was hanging out so i looked like a ten dollar hooker at my my courthouse wedding like you're like please shorten it a little (laughs) you get it back and you're like okay if i would have sneezed you would have like seen everything you know what i mean the curtains would have dropped yeah oh the curtains were fully fully out fully out that's amazing so I look back on like my Pinterest from like five years ago, my Pinterest yeah. wedding board, and I'm like, what the fuck were you thinking, Samantha? Like, really, yeah. what's going on here? So when you started planning your wedding for 2020, like, did your style or taste change at all over like the two years? Completely changed. Yeah. 
So at first I thought like I was getting married in a vineyard and I wanted this like real modern chic. I only wanted to do like black, white, and gold and green. I didn't mm. want to have any color. I had a lot of pompous grass, which is like already out of style now. Wow. Um, yeah, a lot of pompous grass. And then okay. my wedding, <laughs> I don't know why, I was just like very into it. I would it. love to get my eyes on your early mood board. Like I would really love it. I'll share it. My Pinterest, and I didn't even know my Pinterest was in private. So like people would DM me all the time, be like, Heather, I just saw like the the five really tacky things that you just added to your Pinterest, your yeah. bridal Pinterest board. And I'm like, how does anybody see this? Like, I thought this is just what I did. Like, I thought it was my like dark my private. Fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought like I sat home. alone at night after taking two gummies and would just like add things to my board. Yeah. No, people are looking. People are snooping <laughs> is what they're doing. <laughs> So post-pandemic, I definitely feel too, everybody just wanted to like live out loud and and live, laugh, love and just do it big. Mm-hmm. So I had a ton of color and then I had two themes for my wedding. So the welcome party in Italy was um, uh, alfresco, uh, Versace chic, okay. summer chic. Okay. And then that the wedding theme was House of Gucci black tie. I mean, amazing. Iconic. Father, son, House of Gucci. Like- Exactly. Absolutely. So what exactly, like, what does that mean? Like the Versace vibes? I just wanted people to wear like gold and feel gaudy and like lean in. So okay. I had my I had my welcome party um, right on the Arno, which is the river in Florence, mm-hmm. right underneath the Ponte Vecchio at the rowing club. So I made everybody get in boats and they were serenaded as they went up and down the Arno with like Italian opera singers. And it's like folk band. And then you'd get out at the rowing club. And we, it was just the most beautiful setting. Like I really leaned in and went like just for it basically. And I will say at the end of my welcome party, I was like, I have to do another wedding. Like this was enough. Like I could have been happy with just that. It was so amazing. That's incredible. Yeah. And then I just wanted a black tie event. I wanted people to wear a gown, a feather. I didn't care if you wore you know, a crucifix on your head. I was like, just come and like suited and booted and let's do it. Yeah, let's fucking go. Whatever that meant to you, whatever House of Gucci meant to you, Versace, Alfresco chic, like lean in and go for it. <laughs> okay. I mean, it was up for interpretation, but also like yeah. there was boundaries. Like you created a limit and you were like, this is like the umbrella, like do whatever you want under this, which I really respect. Some people showed up in like Halloween costumey with like fake Versace and some people wore like really chic, the real Versace. It was like, whatever you want to do, go for it. Go for it, girl. Did you kind of make like a whole trip out of it beforehand? Like, how did that work? Yeah, well, I actually went on like an adventure the weekend before. We flew in early. We went to other parts of Italy with our Italian friends and like partied hard. So mm-hmm. I did not show up to my wedding refreshed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like everyone's like, oh, no, I'm not drinking or I'm not doing anything. I like raged the weekend before. <laughs> and then every night of the wedding, you forget when you're in Europe. You're just like in clubs till 6 a.m. And so we would shut down this place called the Odeon, which was like a basic bar, but it had good music. And we would shut down this bar till 6 a.m. every night. Like it was crazy. The night before my wedding, I went home at 3 a.m. I was like, I got to be responsible. I'm taking myself home right now. <laughs> yeah. You're like, it's 3.30 in the morning. I have to be up at 7. Yeah. Um, things are well, that's happening. one thing I didn't do. I still oh, woke my. up at 7 because I was excited. But I, my number one thing going into the wedding was I had my girlfriends get ready with me and do hair and makeup, but I didn't want anybody to feel that responsibility of having to be getting ready for a wedding at 7. We started yeah. at noon and cranked it out till four and drank and had a good time. Mm-hmm. 
I've been there. I've done that. To me, there is nothing worse than sitting under a dryer when you're hungover at 8 a.m. And then you've got to sit in that crusty hair and makeup till, you know, 6 p.m. Yeah. Like, I wasn't going to do that to my friends. I fucking hate that shit. No, I famously, I had never been in a wedding before and I was in my friend's wedding in May and I had famously taken a soak the morning of the wedding. I was like, oh, I'm just going to like relax and like sit in the tub. She calls me. She's like, where the fuck are you? I'm like, it's 730. Like, what do you mean? I'm in the tub. What do you want from me? Like, so yeah, I totally agree. You're supposed to be here eating like a shitty breakfast bread. with like some soggy grapes. Yeah, exactly. It's really not for me. I fully support this. Like- Because that's the thing. You're sitting in crusty hair and makeup for 12 hours and then like you're expected to want to party the whole night. I'm like, And you're hungover as shit because you partied the night before. Mm -hmm. I mean, I definitely had a couple like soul survivors, like a couple of my girlfriends who did stay out till seven that I was like, just show up at two. Just like, just know you may not get a a smoky Italian eye. You know, I wanted to give you a smoked out look, but I don't think we'll have time to do that. But um. It was wild, but I will tell you right before I walked down the aisle, literally the last thing I did as I was putting my phone away, leaving it in the room before I walked down the aisle, I got the notification that Roe versus Wade had just been overturned. And so literally everybody's phone's like, ding, ding, ding. And I look at it and it's like, Roe versus Wade has been overturned. And then I had to put my phone down and like walk to the to the end of the aisle to see my fucking husband who I now Heather. like belong to. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? That's yeah. Sweet. We just like lost our rights and you're like, got to get married. <laughs> like, Got to get married. Now he owns me. Yeah. Handmade style. I was on a bachelorette <laughs> party when that happened. And like Ugh. all of us got the notification on our phone. And we're like, how are we supposed to like act right now? Like, this is really crazy. It's not funny, but like, I don't know what else to do but laugh because it's like, all no, but it, it is funny in the sense that like you're, you know, she, you've got yeah. penis necklaces on and it's like the right. one dick for life. And you're like, no, this man actually like, owns me I'm now. Like sucking out of a penis <laughs> straw. Like, OK, we have no rights. Yeah. <laughs> no, yep. Lost my rights today. Yeah. Not a big deal. Yeah. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you. Newly, Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. So Newly is a subscription clothing rental service for just $98 a month. You can get your choice of any six styles. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. There are no parameters. You get access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees. There's no late fees, no damage fees, no fees to pause or cancel. So no big deal if you like lose a button. Uh-oh, I spilled something on it. Or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing all the way up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code brides20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code brides20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code brides20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What was something that like you had to have at your wedding? Like that you were like, I, this is a non-negotiable. Okay. So there was this musician, my husband and I had been to, um, we went to Italy and we were at this piano bar one night Mm -hmm. and there was this incredible musician named Marco. And I was like, Marco, you have to play at my wedding. So we, and you know, and Italians are very loosey-goosey. Like, yeah, I'll be there, da-da-da, you know, whatever. But I like hunted this man down. <laughs> so him performing at our wedding at the welcome party and the actual wedding was like the, the greatest. Like he was a non-negotiable. I also had to have fireworks. And then we had the most insane fireworks display. And then as the fireworks came down, they started like... The ash was basically. I'm surprised raining we didn't, upon you. It was raining upon us. I'm surprised we didn't. It was set like, like Pompeii. Yes. Yeah, no, literally, it was. <laughs> it destroyed our cake because all the ash came down and like landed on our cake, Heather. and then we all had to like run for cover. But it was the best, like the funniest shit that of my life. Amazing, and you know, because yeah. you had that big Italian wedding cake, right? Yeah, like the very yeah. It's a traditional Italian cake where you build it, where you put the buttercream and then you yeah. put the 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 phyllo, like the pastry dough. It was amazing. But it I was told rude. my boyfriend about this cake last night, actually. And yeah. I'm like, I love this cake. We're, it's, this I wanted to lean into a lot of Italian traditions. Okay. But I also wanted to have this like wow factor. I think as an entertainer, mm. this is going to sound fucked up, Sam, but oh, I did same. not care about the attention on myself. And I think it's because I'm in entertainment. Like mm-hmm. I can control what I do on stage or when I'm writing or whatever. That It's always about me. Yeah. I really cared about people having a show. I wanted everybody else to be like, wow, this was so much fun. I was not tied up in like, I mean, obviously like I designed my dress and, you know, wanted to feel glamorous and beautiful, but I didn't really give a shit about like the personal attention on me. Mm-hmm. I wanted everyone else to be like, did you see that opera singer pop out of a bush? Holy shit. <laughs> we didn't see it coming. Like that's my sick, twisted, you know, entertainment brain. No, I love that. You wanted it to be like like a performance, like a, an yes. art installation almost. Like Truly. where you were just like, I'm happy I'm getting married today, but there will be a fucking show for everybody. There will be a full show. Right. Um, yeah, I walked down the aisle to It's Amore. You know, when the when the sun hits your eyes like a big pizza pie. Like I just wanted everyone to, to walk away from the wedding and be like, we don't know what just happened, but that was fun. That's yeah. all I cared about. And because Jeff, you're Italian stallion. Yes. Like, I mean, you walking down to that song is like chef's kiss. It's, it's iconic. It's yeah. iconic. And I got to tell you, Robin, for those who don't know who Robin is, I mean, if you don't know who the Red Contemporary is, please. Yeah. Um, she looked absolutely fucking gorgeous. Thank you. Stunning. Yeah. The moment. The moment. She wore a um, custom tux by one of our buddies in Atlanta, John Mallon. He made her a custom tuxedo because since my dad's passed, I wanted my mom to walk me down in the same tux that my dad wore at their wedding. And so he made her like a custom tux um, and she walked me down the aisle and then my sister officiated the wedding for us. So it was like, it was really great. It was like a family affair. That's really A family affair. Yeah, I just wanted it. I wanted it to be the way we wanted to do it. 
You know, I mean, we're both religious, but I didn't need to get married in the church. Like God's blessed the marriage. Like I was like, let's just do it the way we want it done Mm -hmm. and have fun with it. And I will say the most, one of the nicest things people said to us where they're like, your vows were so genuine. And they, they said they had so much fun. Like, I mean, I roasted my husband for our vows. Like it was a 10 minute set and I've never, I would expect nothing material. Yeah. You got to put that in your special. Just be like, these are my vows. And of course my husband's just like being very sincere and like weeping, like couldn't catch his breath. And I was like, ew, you're embarrassing me. Like get your shit together. I'm about to roast you. Yeah. Be like, Um, buckle up. Yeah. You're about to get roasted. Yeah. I will say this too. And I don't know if you're looking for like actual genuine bridal, you know, advice, but one of the best compliments I got at the whole wedding was because I had a welcome party the day before and not Mm -hmm. just like an intimate rehearsal dinner because I didn't really do bridesmaids. Everybody got to know each other. So at the wedding, everybody was already friends. They had already partied the night before. So all my friends from like LA, met my friends from New York, met my friends from Atlanta and Ole Miss and everybody was just vibing. So after the wedding, people said, hey, we've already booked a vacation with your friends from college or we're going to go on a cruise with your friends from LA. Like everybody was close. And so the day of the wedding, it was like people were just down to clown and party and have a good time. That's the best. They were all familiar faces. And so for people to say, we really loved your friends or what a good group of people, that was the biggest compliment to me after the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, that's so amazing. And like to get everybody together and have everybody kind of blend. Yeah. Because I've been at weddings before, like when that doesn't really happen and there's like this clear divide and it's like. It's awkward. It's awkward. Yeah. It's very awkward. Now, was there anything that like you absolutely were like, I'm not fucking doing that? Like, was there anything that you came across that during wedding planning where you just thought like, no, that's not me. It's tacky. It's. I was not going to do any of the, um, like the, the flower toss, the garters shit. Like, no, we're adults. (gasps) I'm 35 years old. It's, it's actually so cringe. It makes me, my skin. It makes me sweat. Like it truly makes my skin fall off my body. Like it makes me so much anxiety. I just don't understand it, but that's just me. And then like, you know, you see the, the tacky TikToks where somebody will like put a, um, they'll ice their, their husband because they put like, you know, a Smirnoff ice in their garter and everyone's like, oh my God, Trevor, he's going to chug it. He's so wasted. I was like, fucking kill me. Literally (laughs) take me outside and just shoot me. No, like picturing you and Jeff, like, I don't know Jeff. But yeah. like just picturing him like having to do that, I like he would be like Heather, what the fuck is this? Like, oh no, he would think it's f- fucking hysterical because he's basic like that, and I would yeah. literally be mortified. I'm like, I didn't even do that. I don't even know how somebody got a Smirnoff ice up my Spanx right now, but somehow, you know, that was divine intervention. It happened. <laughs> yeah, um, I didn't do a lot of traditions. I did not, so I didn't do the flower toss garter. I didn't do a first dance either. Because we had a more traditional setting. Um, when Italians do weddings, you sit down, you have a, like a two-hour cocktail hour with music and you party, and then you sit down and like just do dinner. And we had opera singers during dinner. We did speeches. But everybody sits down for like a, like a big three-course dinner where you're just like yeah. drinking and eating. You know, it's like the Renaissance Fair. Like you were yeah. just throwing <laughs> they got, down. Like a turkey leg. Oh, like fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a little spaghetti bolognese. Yeah. <laughs> And then we went to what I call the boom, boom room. I, this, oh, um, yeah. 
I redid this lemonaya and the lemonaya is where you bring all the lemon trees in in the winter and I made it I had like three bars big disco light we had the best um, DJ in Italy DJ Remo shout out to him and then we like partied so it was kind of like you went from different spots you had the the ceremony up on the rooftop with the Duomo in the background then you went to this fabulous cocktail hour then you sit, sat down for a great dinner and then you just blacked out and partied the rest of the night which was nice I liked the yeah. flow of it yeah, that's amazing. Because there's nothing worse than when you're having a wedding and like you're halfway through your appetizer and people are up dancing and then you're just like no. trying to keep the food down and your acid reflux is bad because you're like, I haven't even finished the shrimp yeah. cocktail. Like, can I just sit for a second? I know. And like the bride and groom never eat at weddings. Never eat. Like, they, yeah. I feel like they never have time. And I'm like, you're paying for this fucking food. Like, yeah. you have oh, to no. eat. We sat down and ate. And then like in between courses, I would get up and like chit chat with people. But that yeah. was my one thing. I was like, I want to sit down and break bread and have dinner with my friends. Yeah. That Did you do a head table or did you do? Because I know did. you said you didn't really have bridesmaids. Yeah, we did a head table, but it wasn't even like an exclusive thing. It was yeah. like my three best girlfriends, Jeff, three best guy friends. My sister sat next to me. You know, um, we put family at the table right next to us. Mm -hmm. So it was just, it wasn't like a, you know, it was just, you're there. Yeah. You know, whoever yeah. like, you know, held my hair back at some point in my life while I vomited, like, got to see Was at the table. Yeah, yeah it was at the table. Absolutely. I get a lot of brides that write in that are always, that talk about their destination wedding or they're planning a destination wedding and they're like, yeah. they get a lot of pushback from like family or friends. Fuck them. Okay. Fuck them all. <laughs> I was about to ask if you, you, like, did you experience that? Like, were people like, oh, I don't want to do, like, I had a girl write in, I felt so bad, like, her, her, bridesmaid like was upset that it was black tie like for the oh, like these so people what can all thought? suck a big dick okay, okay. i'm saying <laughs> okay. if you don't want to come emily don't fucking come don't fucking guess who showed up uncle terry and he showed up with the bells and whistles on and gave us a great gift you yeah. know like my i also had expectations like i knew i was asking people to go to europe and i really genuinely did not expect everybody to show up and i knew it was a big ask I didn't have a bachelorette party. We didn't do showers. Like my friends ended up throwing me a surprise um, pool party shower, like mm -hmm. at, with like, you know, a drag queen who, you know, serenaded me as I was hanging out in the pool. Like it's like yeah. silly stuff like that at my own house. So I didn't ask people to do anything but come to Italy. And then of course there were some nice surprises along the way. But I think if you're asking people to do a destination and you expect them to go to Jamaica for your bachelorette and you expect them to do this other shit, like fuck off. Yeah. You know, they're either coming to the wedding, you're either asking people to do a week at a destination, or you get, you know, do something local and have like six other parties. Like, right. don't be greedy, yeah. too, on the bride side. My philosophy of this is like, it is a, it is like a really big day for you. And I do think like you should get what you want. But you also have to remind yourself like, this isn't everybody else's biggest day of their life. Like, right. they still have to pay for a dress. They have to do like, so I understand the like hesitation to, for a destination wedding. But like you said, from the bride side, like you can't be too selfish and like expect like the moon and the stars, you know, like you just, you just can't. Yeah. You yeah, you and can't. Choose. And, but that's also why I wanted, I was so stressed out about making sure everybody had a good time. So for me, it was, I wanted to pick a place where people could 
go to museums, go have an adventure, go to a cooking class, have a totally cultural like experience. An experience. Yeah. An experience. And then get to enjoy this huge party that we had, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, and th- that was another takeaway. People were like, I'm so glad we came to Italy. They're like, I'm so glad you did this. So, you know, it kind of ripped the band-aid for a lot of my friends who'd had kids who hadn't traveled abroad in a long time. Yeah. And they had a blast. Like we just had a blast. And if you couldn't make it, there were no hard feelings. Um, but I was really overwhelmed and honored by the amount of people that did. Yeah. I mean, that's I mean, a lot of people showed showed up and showed out. Yeah. You. I mean um, they did. And what, so I'm obsessed with your dress. What Mm -hmm. was the vibe that you were going for? Because you had it custom made, correct? Yeah. Okay. So I'll tell you, and I'm sure there's plenty of brides listening to this, trying on dresses, like the the one day that I went to a couple bridal boutiques was honestly the most soul draining, um, horrific experience in my life. My body dysmorphia could never. Oh. I would be like... I was would freak out. I was dry heaving outside yeah. of like a David's bridal. Okay. Yeah. It was not great. <laughs> um, especially if you're, you know, bigger than a size six, anything in my size, I'm a 14. They were like, oh, well, you know, they'd pull basically some sheet from the back of a fucking bridal store mm-hmm. and then they wouldn't have it in your size and they'd just like wrap you around in a tarp and be like, can you vision it? Like, can you envision what this is going to look like? And you're like, no. You're and like, they'd also be like, you have one hour to try and address. You're like, get me, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. If I'm about to write a fat check i at least get like 20 minutes to try this on yeah right so um i the vision for my wedding dress um it was i wanted to look like a vegas showgirl who also had a rental property in tuscany so she vacationed in tuscany she was a homeowner in in tuscany Mm -hmm. but she also dabbled you know um on the strip if you will absolutely so there was a lot of feathers. I wanted a thigh-high slip. I wanted my tits to my throat. Yeah. But I wanted like, you know, a kid and cat sleeve, little cap sleeve. So it made me look angelic, but really like you were wondering if my areola was going to pop out. Uh, you know? I mean, there's a really iconic photo, guys. If you have not seen it, go to her Instagram of Jeff motorboating you. During the fireworks um, show. During the fireworks. And I was like, that's amore. <laughs> yeah. That's literally amore. I know. I've gotten all these beautiful, um, my wedding photographer, Brooke Johnson, who was amazing. I got all these beautiful photos back. But like, those are the ones that make me laugh. Like, those yeah. are the ones that I'm blowing up. You know, yeah. not the like the posed one. That was the other thing. Our wedding photographer was great because I told her, I was like, we don't want to do cheesy. Like, I was going like, to ask couple- you, what did you ask for? Okay. Yeah, I mean, we got like a couple family shots, but I wanted more action shots. I wanted stuff, us laughing, drinking. That's where the magic is. I hate nothing more than when you line up in front of the church and you got your six bridesmaids and everybody looks dead dead behind the eyes. I was like, get us while we're eating and drinking. That's that's going to be the memories that I remember. You know? Yeah, yeah. Everybody like looks a little glazed over, like in front of the church, standing there, yeah, laughing but not laughing. Exactly. So what would be like your advice for anybody getting married? Like what would be like just your overall okay. advice? My, my overall advice is do whatever you and your partner want to do. Mm-hmm. Again, you want to go to Uzbekistan, go to Uzbekistan. You don't want to, um, you know, you want to do a buffet. You don't want to do a seated dinner, do a buffet. Mm-hmm. Do whatever is going to make you happy. And I will say the stress of the wedding, like things are going to go wrong. Um, invest in a planner; it's worth the money. And if you and if you don't have the funds to do a big wedding, then just do something small and intimate, and then have you know the party that you want to have when you can do it. It doesn't have to be 
think there's so much pressure in the bridal world for so everything much. to be a specific way and just do whatever brings you joy. Listen, I did I go over budget and like turn it up? Yeah, post pandemic, <laughs> I did. But um Yeah, post pandemic, like you were like, fuck this budget. Fuck this. Like, I yeah. don't care. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I was like, get the fireworks. We have to have them. Get the fireworks. You had the most beautiful Gucci inspired what like nap were they napkins or yeah. menus or something? Yeah, and I had everything. I, I also, like, as an artist, I wanted to celebrate other artists. So I basically just wanted to have a very colorful wedding and incorporate, the, you know, things mm-hmm. that people knew about my husband and I in every little detail. Yeah. Um, and, and that was important to me. Oh, but also back to my wedding dress. Yeah, please. Side note. Yeah. Having something custom made, and I know that's very, it sounds very, like, well, of course I could get something custom made because, you know, I'm a yeah. comedian and I have connections. But even finding a great tailor in your town and going, like, there's so many people that are so talented. I mean, Zai, who's the designer over at Waters, she and I collaborated, and I'm so grateful to her. She made exactly what I wanted. But I think, you know, when she and I were talking, even if you don't have the connections to a bigger bridal brand, go and find a really great tailor and just invest in the material and the time to have somebody make you what you want. Mm -hmm. Don't feel like it just has to be, you know, you have to settle for something that maybe you don't love. Yeah, I was going to say don't settle. Don't settle. And I also loved working with Waters too because they were totally size inclusive. Like they have an assortment of sizes. And when I went in there after being completely defeated, you know, after leaving these other bridal shops, Asai was like, oh, I got you. She's like, let's do it. I'm like, I have huge broad shoulders. She's like, bitch, I know exactly what I'm doing. Yeah. And she made me feel like a million bucks. And that was, that's 90% of it. Yeah. You know, having somebody like listen to you and design based on your body was like amazing. Yeah. And because you want to feel comfortable, but you also want to feel hot. You want to feel everything that you want to feel. And like, if yeah. you're not getting that from the dress, like then it's just, it's not it. Yeah. yeah. And my biggest advice for folks too is don't tell everybody what you're doing right away. Give them two ideas and then just do it. Let people show up and have a surprise. Mm-hmm. They don't... Oh, another thing you don't need to spend money on, side note, um, you don't need programs. No one needs to know, you know, the third no bridesmaid in the lineup. No. I mean, my friend Christina sang at my wedding, but everybody knows Christina. Like, everybody there knew her, you know? I didn't... You didn't need to know... Everyone knew my sister was officiating it. Like, you don't... Don't spend money on dumb shit that you don't need. Yeah. No because, one's like, going to keep no the program. Cares, honestly. Yeah. No yeah. one cares about the program. No one really looks at it. It's like just a waste of money in my opinion, but. I didn't even do a return. Um, I did like a paper, uh, an email address where people RSVP'd. Like it was fashion week. I didn't even want people to send back like a hard invitation. I was like, let's well, save the trees. This is so that's stupid. Like work for you too. Yes. You're like, I don't want to open all this mail. Yeah, have it all yeah. go to one email and no. they can pick on there if they want, you know, fish or chicken or whatever. Like, make your life yeah. easy. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I want to get your opinions on some things. So I asked the bride's followers the other day, like, what trends yeah. they were really sick of. And I would like to get your thoughts because I thought these were really interesting. So Great. the first one that I got a lot of was the champagne walls slash towers people are doing. They're like, no one wants to drink warm champagne. No one wants to drink warm champagne. And I love the ones where they really think they're chic and they have like, it's basically slave labor. They have a bunch of people like through a curtain <gasps> no, holding it makes the glass sick. of champagne. Yeah, it makes me ill. I, yeah. Like the thought of having to, it's so dehumanizing to be that Completely. person to stand behind a curtain yeah. and be a hand. Like that sounds horrible. As someone who worked in the service industry, like same, I would truly, I don't know what I would do. I would jump off a cliff. 
The level of cater waitering that I have done in my day as a survival job, I, you know, and I'm always the person, like if I go to an event and they have cater waitering, like I tip the guy 20 bucks. I'm like, bring that ahi tuna to me immediately. You know, you'll get what you want if you tip those guys. I want the fresh tray out of the kitchen. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I say absolutely fucking not to the, the wall of warm champagne. Yeah, it's a no for me. You know what I did have? Side note that I loved. I had people get a glass of champagne or Prosecco or an Aperol spritz. I had a bar as people walked in to the um, to the ceremony. Oh, that's nice. So you could have like a glass of rosé and because it was hot. I was like, have it or, you know, a non-alcoholic beverage. You could have something nice while you sat and like waited for me to appear. Yeah. Again, full. this was a show full from Hell start to finish. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. No, I love that idea. Um. Over the top, I have a lot of thoughts on this one. Over the top yeah. bachelorette party weekends, vacations, etc. I fucking hate it. It's enough. It's done. Enough. Nobody wants to celebrate you, Kimberly. You know what I mean? I mean, half the time those bachelorette parties are just for like the women in the group who like have kids and want to get away. And I respect mm-hmm. that. But no, it's, it's enough. It's, it's done. It's really, I hate it. I hate the culture surrounding like bachelorette weekends because it just puts people in such uncomfortable positions of being like, I can't afford to go, but that doesn't Agreed. mean I don't want to be your batch. I don't want to be your bridesmaid. Like I just can't afford $1,500 to go to Nashville. Yeah. It's fucking stupid. And then you mm-hmm. got to do the things all weekend. The matching and, then, and the, yeah. Oh, f- I, I would rather, I literally <laughs> rather hang out on railroad tracks than go on one of those bachelorettes. The thought of like making my closest girlfriends like, telling them what to wear to my bachelorette party. Like, I think that that is a trend that needs to stop. Like, these are not, these are your closest friends or sisters or like someone really close to you. Like, you don't need to do this to them, (laughs) please. When I even like toyed with the idea of a bachelorette, I said, can we go to like a a Miraval spa and like do sound baths and like get massages and, you know, maybe a colonic. Like, I needed a restful weekend. The last thing I wanted to do was get ripped with my, you know, I just in Miami. Was, at in life. Miami, no, yeah, I'm no. too hungover already. Yeah. I'm too, I'm too fucking like, I'm just tired. I'm, I'm fucking old. exhausted. I'm yeah. fighting for my life every day. Like, I can't Same. be doing this. Same. This was actually really shocking, but people are really over first looks. What do you think about first looks? Oh, first looks. Okay, so interesting. I wasn't gonna do a first look, mm-hmm. but again, when we all got ready, it was so casual. Like I had my three, you know, my four best girlfriends getting ready with me. Jeff and his buddies were upstairs. He didn't do groomsmen either, um, but we just had our like our friends hang out with us for the day, and we were about to walk out to the ceremony. And my photographer was like, "Do you want Jeff to see you before you walk out?" I was like, "Sure." And he literally <laughs> came around a corner, and we like took a photo, but it wasn't like the thing where you like tap me on the shoulder, you know, I tap him on the shoulder and he turns around. He was like, she's like, you're going to walk together. Do you want to, do you want him to see you? I was like, yeah. And so we got like one photo. That's the first. I mean, listen, I always cry because my dad said at the first look where the, the daughter shows the dad, you know, the father of the bride, those make me weep. And I'm like, I wish I could do that. But, um, I think those are sweeter than the, the first look with the husband, like fuck, fuck the husband, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, and one of my really good girlfriends just got married like a month ago now, which is really crazy, but she did her first look and her now husband said like, it was more emotional seeing you come down the aisle yeah. Like he's like, I'll remember that moment for the rest of my life. He's like, oh, obviously seeing you was like so sweet and 
beautiful, but like seeing you come down the aisle with the doors open, like it was like yeah. a whole moment. Um, and then her dress almost caught on fire. And it was like really great. We love really that. traumatic. We love it. <laughs> um, people really are over photo booths. They feel like it takes away people from the dance floor. Okay, I hear you. We did not have a photo booth at our wedding, and our photographer was great at getting those action shots, like I said earlier, which to the point where, like, some people are going to have to go on the witness protection program because the photos were insane. Oh, I I, haven't even shared them. They're crazy. I was truly a feral rat at my friend's wedding Mm -hmm. on the dance floor. Like, I got, she got the photos back and sent some to me, and I'm like, am I okay? Yeah. I was busting it. Like, I was dropping it low, and I was like, this is a crime. Okay. It it was but I had the so, best time. But then that's all that matters. Yeah. It was so sweaty and wild. At one point I was on the dance floor, my sister tapped me on the shoulder and she goes, You've got to come save one of our friends. I'll just I'll say her name's Emily, you okay. know, to save her. She's like, Emily's so high she's choking on a baguette. And I go around the corner. My friend who doesn't smoke weed is her mouth is so dry, she's choking on a baguette. So I have to take the baguette out of her mouth and I'm like holding her and I'm like, Do you want to come dance with me? And she's like, I thought you'd never ask. Like that was the level of oh. fucked up. People were at my wedding by the time we got to the boom boom room. It was amazing. It That's was great. incredible. I love the boom boom room. Yeah. I love that so much. Um this one really threw me for a loop because okay. I haven't really thought about it, but now that it, now that someone wrote it in, I was like, oh yeah, I do see those a lot. Um, tree stumps, what do you mean? centerpieces. There's lots of tree work going on at weddings, like lots of stumps, lots of logs, lots of woodland creatures. Um, Probably a lot of pompous grass. A I lot feel like logs and pompous grass would go together. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what are your? Obviously, you nixed the idea of having pompous grass. Yeah, I nix that. I mean, listen, um, I technically identify as a lumber sexual right. because I like men with chest hair and beards, i.e. Mm. my husband. Yeah. So, you know, we probably could have incorporated that into the wedding. We didn't just because we we're in Italy. <laughs> yeah. But I think that if, you know, you're getting married in upstate Maine or maybe like a Portland, Oregon moment, mm-hmm. it would make sense to have that much um, nature in in your tablescape, if you right. will. In your tablescapes. Mm-hmm. You know what makes me sick? And I'm really sorry to the listeners if this was you. Or you, Heather. I'm really sorry. Mm-hmm. Electric candles. Go fuck yourself, Samantha. <laughs> I, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I get so physically Ill, Ill. when I yeah. see an electric candle at a wedding. And this is coming from someone who's br- whose friend's wedding dress almost caught on fire at her ceremony at the altar. So I understand that it would make sense safety-wise, but it's just not for me. No, I hear you. If you can't go full flame, then let's not even fuck full flame. around. I want Lumiere. I want full flame. Yes. I want Lumiere at my fucking wedding, okay? Same. Same. And then now we're going to get into a listener submission. So I'm going to like read what this listener wrote and we're going to give her advice, okay? Right. So here we go. Wondering if anyone else is going through this. One of my bridesmaids recently in the past eight months has gotten in a relationship and has been fast and furious. Now, every time we talk about my wedding, it's officially two weeks out. She brings up her own wedding and I am talking bridesmaids dresses, color schemes, venues, what they will have versus what they won't have. This has been going on for about six months and recently it's been causing some fights between us because I don't ask her about her and her partner enough and that I don't love their love enough. Some recent comments have been made that I have been too busy to realize that she's in love too. I feel like 
Okay. <laughs> I have so many thoughts already. Okay. Yeah. I feel like for the first time in our friendship, things have been about me and I'm pretty hurt that somehow I am getting yelled at because of it. And it has felt very, what about me? I have decided that I can't say anything to her before the wedding because she tends to not take feedback well, but I'm, but Imagine I'm worried. that. Shocking. Yeah. But I'm worried she will be making my big day all about her and him. Has anyone else had someone really close to them make their wedding planning all about them? P.S. She is not engaged, which she plans on it after my wedding. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This bitch is not engaged. No. The girl that's talking color schemes mm. is not engaged. You know what? I think you just have to tell her. You have to be like, hey, sweetheart, we let's pause. Can we make the ne- these next two weeks? Can you just be there for me? And then I would love to dial in hard everything that you want to do for your wedding. But right. in the meantime, can you fuck all the way off? Also, this girl clearly, I don't even think she's dating this guy. I mean, she could be getting catfished. Like, I don't believe any of it. I, do you yeah, know what I mean? It's very Monteteo or Manateo. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm trying to talk sports, you know? <laughs> I got a boyfriend and suddenly I'm like talking about Manateo. Or, is yeah. His name? But this, the phrase, I don't love their love enough. Um... I have to tell you. Because it's not real and it's not he real. doesn't exist. No, like if someone said that to me, I'd be like, you're actually not in love then. Like this is yeah. not a real situation. You're projecting. Like maybe you don't love your love enough because like this is weird. To be I, like, yeah. like, to be doing all this, it's like red flags to me. Oh, it's full red flags. I mean, like the war has begun red flags. Mm. I think, um, yeah, like you said, there's a lot of projection Mm. and there's a lot of self-preservation because she also knows that this man doesn't exist. And, you know, because we've never we've never seen him. He's never been out in person. Mm -hmm. So how can we love their love if he's never even shown up for brunch? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like and I'd be like, there's the Scorpio in me would literally look at her and be like, can you shut the fuck up? Like, yeah, I'm I also have a problem with delivery. I'm not very subtle because I am a Sagittarius moon and rising. Yeah, sassy Sag. So got a lot of yeah. problems over here. So I would have a really hard time being subtle about it. And I would be like, you got to stop. Like, mm-hmm. you're not engaged when you're when that time comes. We I will be there with fucking bells on. But until then, I'm getting married. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I, I fully agree. Um, also, yeah. Yeah, the, I mean, the friend sounds delusional. It's totally. Inter- it's interesting because I would have people call into my pa- podcast kind of with like, they would say the same thing. Like, it's my wedding, but my friend's making it about them. I also think you just don't engage. Just let it go in one ear and out the other. P- I really, and, and as you get older, you have to start pushing the people out of your life who can't be happy for you. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. those bitter bitches, you can't keep around. Let them go. Let go. Let God. But and let I them promise go. you, you won't miss them. You like, won't. It, it, it might be hard to do in the moment, and you might think, oh, my God, we had good memories. We had this. Right. Okay, everyone has a good time, you know, at the basement of a frat house when you're 19 getting shit-faced off jello shots. Everyone's having exactly. a good time. But, like, when someone really needs to show up and be there for you and be happy for you, like, you really learn who your friends are. And, I mean, that's why so many people – I mean, it's a trend on TikTok right now of girls, like, showing their bridesmaids and showing them, like – what their relationship is now. And like so many women are like not friends with their bridesmaids anymore. That is why I I basically had no bridesmaids. I was like all my, my four best girlfriends come hang, like do the damn thing. But it didn't, I didn't need to do this shit. Yeah. I also think like you can have people in your wedding, have your friends get ready with you or whatever. But this whole thing that you need 20 people in a bridal party is fucking obnoxious. Let it go. Yeah. I'd be like, I, I mean like I have friends, but 
Yeah. I don't need that many people up there with me. Like, I'm good. Again, I am the star, you know? And I made sure nobody stood there with me. And my sister, who's drop-dick gorgeous, I did make sure, like, she pulled her hair back. Like, I didn't want her hair down and my hair down. You know (laughs) what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) Almost made her wear a top hat and a bag over her head. But I was nice enough to let her show her face, you know? Right. (laughs) 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 that's so funny well Heather this was so much fun thank you so much for coming on the podcast tell everybody over there can find you and listen to you of course well thank you for having me and I legit mean it I will if anybody DMs me I will give you as much advice as I can at the end of the day okay I just want to leave with this final thoughts final thoughts do whatever the fuck you want okay if you want to have birds come out of cages and you know to a Pavarotti song do it Mm. if you want everybody to dress up like clowns do it it's your day have fun but just remember that you know I don't know your dad could still be dead so you know it is what it is and (laughs) that's how we're signing off Um, everybody can find me at Heather K McMahon on Instagram, TikTok, you know, all the fucking platforms, platforms that yeah. we sell our souls to. Yeah, and, literally. <laughs> and you can find me on my podcast, the Absolutely Not Podcast, and under your so media. When are you going on tour again? I'm going on tour in a couple weeks. I'm about oh to announce. Because I saw your tour um, back in, oh my God, it was like a year ago almost. Yes. And it was so fucking hilarious. I got teary eyed at the end. It was like really, really good. Oh, my God. Well, thank you. I am technically a professional, and I take a lot of pride in my work. However, I have not technically written the new tour yet, so I'll do that this weekend, I think. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, you'll get right to that. I'm going to get right on that. As someone who's a writer, it's like that's part of our job is like not writing, you know? Yeah, and then you wait till like the night before and you crank out a masterpiece. But I will say this new tour is called the Comeback Tour. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be a lot of – it will be me really diving into what really happened in Italy and all the nitty gritty. So if you want to hear about the crazy side of the Italian wedding, come out to the Comeback Tour. I I will be there front row throwing my bra on stage. Love you, bitch. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. And till death do us part. Bye. The Betches Brides podcast is produced by Samantha Bush, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Rebecca Salzmacat, social media by Samantha Bush. Be sure to follow us at Betches Brides and send us your emails to brides at betches.com. Batches.